Welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss pumpkin carving, Lana Del Rey, and hate crimes. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. All right, Ryan, we're back. Another week. Another fun, Ugh. chill week. The week of Halloween. The spookiest yep. week of the year. Uh, Only week less, I enjoy. It's the best. I mean, Halloween is the best. And I have to tell you something. As a man and as a father and as a human, a human person. Um, Halloween is great. And when you have a kid, I highly recommend having a kid for this one reason. I think I've already talked about this recently, but you really get to enjoy all of the things that, um, you know, they lose a little bit of their luster as an adult. Uh, you know, Halloween has been um, commoditized by the man. Uh, it's been uh, abused, used and abused by the powers that be. And um, being able to experience Halloween again through the eyes of a child is truly uh, the Lord's blessing on his, on humanity. I've never, I've never really, really fallen off of my Halloween enjoyment, but I'll take your word for it. Well, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just like adults are worried about different things on Halloween, you know? Yeah, hooking up. Like, who are they going to bang, right? Like, yeah. is their costume sexy enough or, to or like enough enough of a of a conversation topic that they're going to get late, whereas yeah. kids kids generally don't uh, think that way. You know, they're like not often. Legit, they're legitimately interested in spooky things and in trick or treating. We went trick or treating uh, second year in a row, like in like a neighborhood, and it's really fun. It's like weird, you know. It's like everybody's out. People wearing costumes. I mean, you know what it's like in New York. It's like Halloween night's always interesting, but. Um, we actually, our anniversary was on Saturday. So we were the Saturday preceding Halloween. Um, so we were actually in the city hanging out. It was rainy. So it wasn't that fun, but like on a nice night, New York city on Halloween is super fun. I didn't, yeah. of course, didn't go out on Halloween night. Did you? I hosted a, uh, storytelling show. Oh, right. In Brooklyn. That, that's right. You had a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, was that fun? Yeah, I was dressed as Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and John went dressed as Harvey, and it was very, very fun. I forgot how much fun I have doing these storytelling shows. Everybody that came told very good stories, and it was a lot of fun. I love those shows because I get I have to be funny for like five minutes, and then like in 30-second chunks introducing people, and everybody else just gets to do the work for me. And then at the right. end, everyone's like, you did such a great show. And I'm like, I didn't really do anything but buy this wig. So Yeah, well, no, I saw your costume on Instagram. By the way, I'm losing my voice a little bit. <clears throat> from all my hooting and hollering on Halloween. Um, I saw your costume on Instagram. I thought it was great. I've been watching um, I've been watching Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, uh, and uh, the new one. Chilling and, Adventures. Yeah, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or whatever the fuck it's called, man. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings, you know. I have – it's a little bit – I don't know. You said it got good on the fourth episode, and I feel like I watched the fourth episode didn't feel anything particularly – Oh, I love it so much. Michelle Gomez's hair is the star of the show. And then there's also some teenagers doing magic. And I, I'm obsessed with it. I've watched it like three times now. We wrote a really good um, – we have a new editorial intern, Rosemary Ho. And she wrote a um, piece called Every Generation Gets the Devil It Deserves, which I recommend. And it's about uh, it's about the Chilean Adventures of Sabrina 
and how like our like modern version of like the devil and all these kind of past like popular culture iterations of the devil. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really smart and fun and interesting. And I highly the recommend. The best portrayal of the devil is Elizabeth Hurley in the movie Bedazzled, the remake from like 2001 or 2002. She's excellent in that movie. The whole movie is great and under-examined. And uh, that was very formative version of Satan for me because she was fun mm. and cheeky and rebellious. And there's lots of outfits. Interesting. I um <clears throat> I haven't seen it because I don't watch Liz Hurley movies unless Hugh Grant is in them. And, wow, uh, shade. And as we all know, that ain't happening no more <laughs> uh, due to their divorce and his banging of a hooker. Um, I guess hooker's a sex not a, worker. I, I was gonna say hooker's it. not hooker's not a term you use anymore. I was just I said it. I was like, she that used, doesn't sound right. She used the money she made from like that whole press cycle and really transformed her life in a beautiful way. If you actually look up her story, Divine Brown worth, was her name, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. worth researching. She's so an I, interesting I, character. I take back the use of the term hooker, though. That in the old days, that's what you said. You know? That is what you said. I mean, that's I what mean, they said at the time. In my youth, right. In my youth, people were like, she's a hooker or whatever, you know? I guess prostitute. I mean, people don't say prostitute anymore. I mean, we say sex worker. The general public says prostitute. Yeah. Right. You're like, if a, if a Republican candidate was caught with one, they would call it a prostitute. Yeah, it, exactly. Uh, the person, the human being. <laughs> yeah, the sex yeah, yeah, how dare you? Wow. Can you please well, humanize I I wanted these to people? Say I was trying uh-huh. to go for a, a, a gender neutral pr- yeah, I don't noun. Yeah, I don't know. At any rate, it's uh, it's uh, uh, use 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 sex worker is the is the thing. But anyhow, uh, Liz Hurley, don't watch her movies. Uh, then again, I don't watch any real. Well, you I, need I, to grow up. You need okay, to grow actually, up. Actually, okay. I will say I was gonna say I don't watch any Hugh Grant movies either. But then I remembered that I love Hugh Grant in the film Cloud Atlas, where he plays like four different characters, all of them evil. Um, he was he was in a miniseries called The Very English Scandal, which is on Amazon Prime, which was good. Like, he's like, I'm extremely familiar with this, actually. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm very familiar with this guy. Everyone in the uh, 90s just got so wet. I, uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, actually, okay, yeah, I don't know. I, I will say one of my favorite films of all time, Notting Hill, well-known fact about me, I think, as everybody knows. Uh, great film. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest ro- romantic comedies of all time. Uh, starring Julia Roberts, Hugh Grant, and a bunch of British people. New star of another Amazon series called who, Homecoming. Yeah, which looks really good. I don't know what it's about. It seems to be some like creepy uh, alien type stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to binge it tonight, so I have, no, I have no know what it's about either. I'm guessing it's about aliens. Anyhow, so look, we had a big week in news. A lot of stuff happened. It was Halloween. Oh, so um, much news. I can't even handle it. And I assume you have things that you want to talk about. You want to, you want to let us know what's happening in the world. I'm, well, going react, I'm going to react to those things in a totally original and surprising way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, uh, I think uh, we should probably note that w- – when we eventually posted our episode where we talked about domestic terrorism, uh, it was after the fact that there was a shooting in Pittsburgh at a synagogue that we probably would have covered or discussed. Oh, for uh, sure. Well, and, I mean, it's my hometown. It's literally not just my hometown, but my neighborhood. Oh, we should talk about this. I haven't really talked about it anywhere. I thought about writing something, you know, and um, I was talking to my parents about it. They live five minutes from from the synagogue, uh, the shooting. Tree of life. Yeah, Tree of Life. Um, the, one of the people who was killed was on the bima on the, as the stage when I was uh, when I had my bar mitzvah. I didn't have my bar mitzvah there, but I had one in a, a synagogue nearby, and, and there was this um, 
one of the people killed was he was like a helper at that synagogue. Anyhow, so like it's pretty close to home, you know. Um, really, I mean, literally home. It's home uh, for me. And uh, on on not just on one level, right on the level because it could happen anywhere in Pittsburgh, and that would have been really affecting to me because it's like you know the topography and you know the people. But uh, you know, in my neighborhood where I grew up in at a synagogue. So direct, you know, and this was an anti-Semitic, you know, it's a hate crime. Um, the person hated Jews. And um, anyhow, so actually, Laura and I had a, a sort of an argument about this today, you know, because she has been very upset about it. I've been upset about it, too. You know, I find myself uh, near tears or in tears for no reason sometimes when thinking about it, uh, which is somewhat unusual for me because I'm not, I don't I wouldn't say I'm numb to these things, but I think this obviously affects me a little bit more directly um not that i'm affected in any way we're at a point in this country where school shootings happen and the school continues to operate two periods later so right i mean i mean i I shouldn't i shouldn't say that like let's be clear i mean i i my family's safe and i wasn't there and and this is a a real tragedy horrible tragedy for people who were who were killed uh, in their families um but anyhow so yeah um we were just talking about the pipe bomber who's a pro-trump maniac um, the guy who sent m- dozens of bombs to Democrats, to prominent Caesar Democrats. Sayoc. Yeah, Caesar Sayak. And 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 uh, Florida man, uh, unsurprisingly. No offense to Florida, but what the fuck's going on down there? And um, this guy, uh, his name is Robert Bowers, I believe. Um, he is, uh, you know, th- th- he's definitely a Trump person. I mean, he 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 says, you know, there's some there's some posts from from him, I guess on Gab, you know, the, the Nazi the now shut down Gab. What a wonderful, like the, fucking, if there's any the, silver linings, fuck uh-huh. Gab, the deplatformed uh, Nazi social network. They're like free speech, but actually it was just a place where um, Andrew Anglin went to like talk about Nazi stuff. Um, but, but, but I guess some of his posts were like, I didn't vote for Trump and blah, blah, blah. But like, he's a product of Trump's America and he certainly is a product of Trump's rhetoric. And in fact, like there's a direct line from Trump's rhetoric about this caravan of, of migrants that's, you know, these criminals and, you know, that it's, there's just something, I guess there's some conspiracy theory that the caravan is funded by George Soros. I mean, these fucking right wing middle Eastern terrorists. I mean, all of this started because of conspiracy theory posts on Gab and Twitter that then got picked up by new sources and then hyped. And then the president capitalized on them for attention, which I mean, all of this is just the regular cycle of like alt-right bullshit and deplatforming these people is the only way. I mean, look at Steve Bannon and Milo Yiannopoulos. Their careers fell apart because they were deplatformed. We can only just yeah. deplatform these people. There's no well, more Steve conversation. Steve Bannon's still doing the occasional, uh, he's still doing the occasional economist interview or whatever, but, uh, you know, some fucking... Um, but nobody shows fucking, up to his shit. Nobody cares what he has to say. And like, right. we're, we're done with these conversations where Reddit is like, oh, well, an open conversation is better than shutting people down. No, just shut them down. And you're no, calling... Like, Someone to die, like you don't get to talk. I, I, you know, look, uh, Gab is well, actually, like to go a little bit deeper on on how this guy is a product of Trump. Gab itself is a product of Trump, right? Oh, and, and and Gab is a reaction from ro- hardcore right wingers, all right people, to being deplatformed all over the place because what they are engaging in is actually hate speech, violent hate speech, and mob. Uh, online mob tactics, which is which are uh, you know incredibly violent towards other people, and 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 so they get deplatformed, and they go, well, we need to have a safe space where we can talk and t- plan our fucking um, assassinations and fucking synagogue shootings, and so they create a gab, you know. Oh, this this is not an accident that that a Jew hater went into a synagogue shouting about how he hates Jews and talking about you know was on gab talking about the caravan, all this shit. It's like this shit. 
um, did not this kind of stuff. There were shootings when Obama was president, but it wasn't like this. And it and and uh, and it was a it, and this is ratcheting up. It's like there's more of this happening on a more regular basis. I mean, the fact that these things happen back to back is a really good example of where you see the Republican rhetoric, this kind of conspiracy theory, the conspiracy theory, um, fear mongering that turns into real world action. You know, George Soros is a, a, a component of both of these. Um, the bomber sent a bomb first to George Soros. George Soros is, is linked to this conspiracy about invaders and the Jew-controlled media and all this fucking bullshit. I mean, this Anyhow, is what so happens like, when you make up a villain. People believe you, and then they want to fight that villain. And, tr- and, and, and Trump, you know, people, people, a lot of people are like, um, Trump's son-in-law and his daughter converted to Judaism. And it's like, let me tell you something. Here's what Trump thinks of Jews. There's, he's quoted on this. He thinks Jews are the guys who do his fucking tax returns, Okay. And and he thinks Jews are the people he wants managing his money. He's a fucking anti-Semite in the same way that he's a racist. And 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 I mean, I Michael Cohen a, just came out and said that he openly used racist language around him. Like, there's not I don't a give real. A, I yeah, I don't give a shit. Well, fuck Michael Cohen first off. I mean, of uh, course, uh, fuck Michael Cohen. No, but no, no, if I mean, Michael I Cohen's willing to admit it. Right. I mean, Michael Cohen's a piece of shit scumbag too, and I hope he spends most of his life in prison, frankly, because he's a fucking criminal and he aided and abetted criminals. But but beyond that, it should not be a surprise. Like people who are fucking who have their eyes open, and there is no person who who can watch Trump and listen to him. Do you you know people don't remember when he took office? Shortly after he took office, there was a huge spate of uh, uh, anti-Semitic, like, like attacks, like, like, um, synagogues and, and Jewish community centers that were being like spray painted and stuff. And I feel like people forgot this, but Trump refused to denounce it. He refused to say Jewish people were doing it to ourselves so that we would look like victims. He, he literally would like multiple times in multiple press conferences, uh, both he and I guess at the time it was um, um, Scott Sean Spicer was his spokesperson at the time. They refused to say like we denounce this behavior. Or we're you know we're going to investigate it or that we consider this you know a troubling trend and we want to take care. I mean he wouldn't say it. Like it doesn't matter. I mean, first that his- off, no Jew is spray painting their synagogue. It's hard enough to get them to go to Shabbat services. They're not. Yeah, wants to, they're not going to the synagogue. Spray paint. Uh, number one and number two, Sean Spicer. Lest we forget, was the person who said that Hitler wasn't so bad because he didn't use chemical weapons on "quote unquote" his own people, which just denies the fact that Jews that he murdered in the Holocaust were his own people, and called concentration camps Holocaust centers. Like this is this is not a fresh take from the Trump people. Um, he, you know, look. Trump's surrounded by racists and he is a racist and an anti-Semite. I don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck if his daughter converted to Judaism and he's got Jared Kushner and his family. Um, I don't think there's people. Like that's so not doesn't matter. Like I have anti-Semites in my own family. Like it's like, like Jared Kushner does not represent Judaism to most Jews and does not certainly does not represent the best that Judaism has to offer. And Ivanka converting because she got married to Jared Kushner does not mean shit. No offense. Like she's fine. She can be Jewish, whatever. That doesn't make Trump a pro-Jewish guy. Just because he wants to, because he wants to stoke war in the Middle East by uh moving the embassy to Jerusalem, like it doesn't not it does not actually Support make him for Israel, if anything, makes you uh more suspect for me, honestly, because the reason most uh Republicans support quote unquote support Israel, quote unquote, is because they want to bring along the apocalypse by uh by uh 
what's their like prophecy they have to fulfill? Like the Jewish state as part of their evangelical belief that they. Yes, that's right. That's right. The evangelicals are all psyched on. Like this. That's also this season of American Horror Story. Just okay. No spoilers. Please no spoilers. I might watch it. Um, there's no question that the whole thing is the whole Israel thing is a complete fucking smokescreen. I mean, look, I'm not going to get into my. Well, I'll get into my opinions, but I, you know, I believe that that Israel is becoming what it despises the way it's been treating the Palestinian people, and I think that that's. You know, it's like a really troubling situation um, when you think about the history of the Jewish people and displacement and um, and the kind of terrorizing situations they've been. And, and honestly, what to. Israel could be and could have been uh, and isn't, and it's so disgusting. But, but, and, uh, but make no mistake about it: is I mean, the Jews Jews around the world are targeted. I mean, I, it, on the one hand, it's like it's easy to dismiss Israel and its 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 desires to be this kind of like sovereign state. It's easy to dismiss it. Um, but I will say, like, look, Jews are under. Look, this guy is a part of a large network of people all over the world who hate the fuck out of Jews and want to kill them. Okay, and that's never been more true than any place in the fuck than than in the Middle East. That said, you can be threatened, but also be the people doing the threatening, and like those two things aren't mutually exclusive. And I would just say that, like, anyhow, whatever. This is a whole rabbit hole with Israel. But the fucking point is that Trump's not a good guy who loves Jews. Trump is an opportunistic piece of shit who is an anti-Semite and a racist. And like, you know, like this is what happens when the anti-Semite and the racist, I mean, let's put it this way. And I tweeted about this. In Charlottesville, there were people marching with torches, shouting, chanting, Jews will not replace us. Okay. That's his base. Trump, not only is it his base, he called those people good. He said, there's some good people. And I don't know what version of any and, of those they people. they murdered someone. They killed someone there. They drove a, yeah. They drove a car. These fucking anti-Semite, racist, white fucking power people drove a car into a, into a woman. They're chanting about how, the, how they hate Jews. Um, they're violent. They're violently attacking people. And he's like, yeah, they're good people. Like, that's all you need to know about Donald Trump. Whether he believes, whether he believes in it or not, he's a fucking piece of shit. And he likes pieces of shit. His way to change the conversation this week so that we would talk about something else was to try to retract birthright citizenship uh, via via a, a, a completely illegal like idea that he would do a an executive order to suspend the 14th Amendment, which yeah. if if. Jews who are watching this don't see the similarities between turning away an entire ship of Jewish refugees during the Holocaust and fucking Trump trying to suspend the 14th Amendment. Like, I I, I truly ha I don't know how to even explain this to you. Like, it's where at a really disgusting, troubling point. And I don't think that I don't think he or anyone in his administration thinks he could actually end birthright citizenship without like really uh, a ton of. Uh, not just the Supreme Court, but like a, an enormous amount of backlash. Like it's not going to happen. But the idea that he floated that just to change the conversation to a different racist thing that he thought he could win, similar to the caravan, like it, it, he's he's just stoking the fires further. It's so, oh, yeah, we're it's, really, it's we're in the thick it's of a, it. Y'all better insane, fucking but... vote. Y'all better fucking vote. And I agree. Not, I, I'm I'm not here for people defending people in a New York magazine article saying like, here's why I'm not voting or we shouldn't shame young people for not voting because like a lot of young people didn't vote in the midterms years ago. Like, no, this is a different thing. We're at a different point. I am not here for your cold ass takes about how we shouldn't guilt young people or whoever to vote. Like, no, I'm going to guilt you. If you had the time to put a Halloween costume together, post it to Instagram with filters, respond to your likes, you have the time to fill out a voter registration and go fucking vote 
for Democrats. That it that that's where we're at. No, I mean, listen, there's there's really um, there's really zero excuse for uh, not voting unless you are actively trying to hasten the demise of. I don't know. Humanity. Unless you have a death wish. And even if you have a death wish, could you not have a death wish for me too? Yeah, it's really it's really outrageous. I mean, it, it, it's fucking outrageous. But I will say this. I mean, I think it has to be said um, that, you know, we w- one of the things that I think has happened, um, I think it's become more clear to people who were on the fence about what Trump stands for and what his what's going on. I mean, if you if you didn't see it before, which like, frankly, like where the what fucking, you know, reality are you living in? But like, if you didn't see it before, you must see it now. I mean, they literally just released this, um, this fucking ad, which is super racist. I mean, it's just racist. It is like Mexicans are going to kill you and the Democrats are letting it happen. And it's like, yeah, you know, guys, I think it's time to admit that, um, <laughs> the dude is actually fucking racist and he's trying to turn America into a super racist country. I mean, if you can stand by Steve King, we're done. Like, there's not really, I I don't know how much, I I mean, I'm just, I I can't engage with the conversation that like Trump's not a racist or being a nationalist doesn't make you a, like I, I I fucking, he said, he said, I'm a nationalist. I mean, that's it. He's like, that's it. I don't know what you have to hear. I don't know what you have to hear from him to not understand what but he's saying. I, I don't think it's a matter of people not knowing that. I think it's people don't want to admit it. People, there's a the, the people are more scared of being called racists than they are of uh, actual racism or that they are of anything else. People, we have really stigmatized the idea of be openly calling yourself a racist, and so even people like Steve King and Trump and right wing fucking pundits who are calling for some of the most racist policies, people who call for voter ID so they can disenfranchise people of color from voting are the people who flip out if you call them racists because they're so scared to be called racists. But this is just a willful ignorance at this point. You just don't want to use that word. You'll use a nationalist or you'll talk about white genocide, but you won't admit you're a racist. Like, like uh, we're at a point where like, where there is people who support um, Richard Spencer and won't openly call themselves rape racists. Like, I don't know if we need another word so that they'll adopt the word and then we can stigmatize that. Like, I, I it, we're, it's so beyond the pale of, it's weird too when I, I talk to like conservative quote unquote people who like quote unquote support Trump because he's our president or whatever. They, they there's like an inability to admit he's racist because they're so scared that there would be called racist, but they're fine right. with racism. It's very, I think, very weird. I think one of the few things I've read recently, believe it or not, that um, it's like, I'm not like, a homophobe. I just don't believe in being gay. It's like, that's homophobe. I, what do you want? I think one of the things that, that I've um, seen that is uh, most interesting is, uh, and actually somewhat encouraging is they, uh, the New York times had a piece that was, um, New York Times had a piece that was uh, uh, young evangelicals talking about. Um, I'm so sick of hearing ab- from these people. I have to say, no, I know, but I will say this. I will say this. There were a number of these like 22, 23, 24 year old evangelical Christians who were like, "Yeah, I don't know what's going on with my religion and my parents, but they don't represent what I think is like Christianity, and I'm like voting Democrat because like whatever's going on with the Republicans is not what I believe like Jesus was preaching," which is like. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give anybody any credit like at this point, but it is in somewhat a little bit encouraging to hear from the people who are the next generation of that, of that group. Not, not every one of them said that, but there were a handful. Um, and it was like, oh wow. Like you're okay. You're using your brain. Like you're thinking about whether or not the shit you're doing 
translates to what you tell people are your beliefs. And that's well, it's encur- like a little it's encouraging. Like, uh, this week's episode of I Love You, America, Sarah Silverman's uh, Hulu talk show, uh, Fred Armisen and her did a whole thing about Jesus. But at one point, she said, this is a group of people who will let Jesus into their heart, but wouldn't have let him into their country. And it's mm. fucking true. Yeah, that, you can't I really believe. I think she's ripping that line off from somebody. But um, in any event, any you other, can't, you can't a, yeah. listen to like the actual words that Jesus Christ has written in his book that uh, it gets passed around quite often in hotel rooms. You can't actually read that and take away from that that there's a white genocide happening and we need to send tr- troops to the Mexican border to, you know, m- mow down anyone who throws a rock, which is another thing from this week. Like, it, it's just horror on top of horror. And if you think well, that, that yeah. your religion is supporting that, like, I... You're just a terrorist. You're a radicalized terrorist, and we need to find out who radicalized you because you're basically ISIS. I mean, I think that there is definitely a look. I mean, there definitely is a segment of the American population which, uh, you know, is not. Mm, I don't know their their fears and their values uh, are just coming from a very different place, coming from a a weird place that is that feels more like nationalism and and racism and you know it's, listen it's, some people are just going to hear <laughs> some people are just going to hear what people are saying to them and just believe it um and that's a lot of americans i fear um but i think that you know look i think those people are the minority in this country i hate to i hate to like i don't want to be too optimistic but if you look at the voting numbers, I mean, look at the numbers. You know, Hillary Clinton, not a popular candidate. She got three million more votes than Trump from people in America. You know, so that at least indicates to me that amongst the voting public, as it as it was in 2016, um, there are more people who want the something better than Trump. You know, and don't want to be, you know, full on racist. So you know, it's it's we're we're literally four days away from the midterms. You know whatever well in five days four continuing days continuing theme of of dark news um Jair bolsonaro won the uh presidential election in brazil and he um wants to cut down what's left of the amazon rainforest which is uh i mean it's been completely pillaged and destroyed there's like barely any of it left uh we've lost about the size of california from it, and it is the greatest natural resource on the earth. Um, and I, I mean, I, I, I don't I, I, the idea that other countries. I, it's the thing that it's the state. The famous quote that is, "When America sneezes, the rest of the world gets a cold." Um, yeah. This is so troubling because the Amazon natural rainforest, like from an environmental perspective, the Amazon is it's a world resource it it is owned by one place and obviously it's part of one country but it is as if you're taking away it's, it's as if we america just itself destroyed an ocean like it is the, the one of the most precious things that we actually own or, or that we actually have on this planet and it's going to be destroyed uh to quote unquote like create jobs in brazil and yeah. it's really really scary stuff and without america or an internet or a, an international sort of political pressure to protect it, which looks unlikely in a Trump administration, uh, we could lose, 
I, I mean, the the cure for cancer could be in in the Amazon. We don't know. Like it, basically, all of our greatest discoveries in medicine have come from the rainforest. And uh, I'm I just wanted to bring that up and signal that because I it's going to get lost in the shuffle. But this is some of the big big stuff that that we're not talking about because we're so busy talking about some fucking crazy person murdering Jews. Right. I mean, listen, um, the, look, the, the, the fucking fallout from Trump is going to be 25 years or more, you know, that he's in, in a couple of years, he's already damaged so much about, um, the way the courts are populated, the way other countries are governing them, governing themselves, um, the way people, uh, the way people think, the way they think they can talk, the, what they think is an acceptable way to carry themselves through the world. I mean, there's a lot of damage here, but like, I just would like to start some healing as soon as human, humanly well, possible. Well, uh, in the spirit of healing, I have to say, um, apparently at Jack is a listener to this podcast and he wants to kill the like on Twitter because he thinks it'll help discussion. Uh, we've called yeah. for the dis- for the dis- dissolvement of likes retweets and following uh numbers how would you feel if we killed the like because for a website obsessed with disliking every single thing it, it the user base of twitter screamed that they needed the like is it because of their serotonin hits they get every time they get it i, I well, don't the know like what used, the, like. the like used to be favorite people didn't use it the same way i, I um, miss favorite you know? i miss fave, fave star bring back fave but star. Fa- favorite here's here's what i think it's just like the whole fucking thing doesn't work like i mean basically the main use for likes right now is as a read receipt that you saw a response that's really how people use that on twitter yeah i mean i think that the issue is i the whole function of this of these services doesn't make sense to the way human brains are supposed to work or communication you know well, like, yeah, we're all giving speeches at a podium, counting the number of people listening and then counting the number of claps we get in real time, which is not the way that people have conversations. So I understand at Jack wanting to like fix it, um, but you just have to do it. You can't be waiting for everybody. I, I, I honestly think that if Twitter wants to fix things, some extreme measures aren't the worst idea. And you just have to roll it out because everyone's going to complain about it no matter what it is. It, people complained when there was inline gifts. People complained when you could like uh when when quote tweets came out like people complained about threading people are going to complain about whatever just if you want to fix your horrible service that get delivers me death threats regularly just try some shit out at this point mm. what i'm saying is i mean forget about i mean you know like can't they take on real problems though like the like is i think the like is bullshit but like there are other problems that they could deal with. Like, for instance, I mean, Twitter's ta- a profitable company at this point, right? Like, I used to think of them as unable to grapple with their own success, but they definitely have been making money for a few quarters. So, like, but you know, their users are are there are a lot of very unhappy users. I mean, they're a rage machine. I mean, the reality is, like, their business is Trump. You know, if Trump if if Trump were removed from Twitter tomorrow, there would be a period of people celebrating a period of people being angry and then twitter would go out of business shortly thereafter true like no one's on no one's on twitter anymore for like normal reasons everybody's on twitter because like something horrible is about to happen you know yeah that's not like a good it's not a good way to live like it actually isn't like it actually may be better 
for you to go to sleep, for there to be a fucking bomb that goes off somewhere, for you to wake up and then like hear about it written by a professional who understands exactly what's going on in the world right now and can explain it to you. Yeah. It may not be the best thing in the world for there to be a shooting happening and for you to go, yo, there's a shooting happening, and then just sit there and wait to find out what's happening with the shooting. Yeah. Like, it's not a, a useful skill just, to dial up the correct GIF response emotionally and be able to punch yeah, it out faster just than not, anyone else, as much as that's what I do all day. There's some stuff where breaking news is really useful. Like, I'm not saying it's not useful to hear about it, but like, there's some stuff like, uh, oh, there's an Apple event going on. Like, oh, shit, Apple just announced a new um, yeah, iPad. Wow. Like, okay. Like a giant chat room for award shows and stuff is not the worst. That's the best time to be using Twitter. I mean, award shows are over, but that's a whole other topic of conversation, in my opinion. Um, you know, all right. So anyhow, let's, let's, what else is going on? We have to move. I have to move on from this politics stuff because, uh, it's making me very unhappy and depressed and I, uh, don't want to have to, I don't um, have to take my own life tonight, Ryan. Let's talk about this fire Obama clip. Fire emoji. So yeah. Fire little, emoji. Fire emoji. Little bright spot in my, um, <clears throat> in my otherwise dark world is uh, Obama. Yeah. Obama was doing a, uh, uh, doing a rally in Florida where nothing good happens again. Um, and um, people were heckling him. Some right-wing people were heckling him in there. He was like, why, why are you so mad? He's like, you won. He's like, when I won the presidency, at least my side felt good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know. He's got a point. He goes on to talk about how they're being riled up by the fucking president, which is true. Um, I miss him. Yeah, he's great. And then Trump also, um, Axios, garbage, the garbage pile that is Axios that um, will just write whatever Trump says without questioning it, um, wrote, uh, speaking to reporters today, Trump blamed the media for inciting violence in the U.S., specifically telling one reporter, you're creating violence by your questions. I want to, I want to just want to put in perspective that Axios is a publication where their star reporter, Jonathan Swan, from Australia, I believe, which is interesting when um, people from Australia are like deeply engaged in American politics. I always find that suspect. Um, uh, this is like Gavin McGinnis and Milo Yiannopoulos like being like commentators for the alt-right. But at any rate, he asked, he's the guy who got the 14th Amendment uh, question out of, uh, or answer out of Trump. And his response was like a giddy laugh because Trump like um, was impressed by his reporting ability and uh, had no follow-up question about it. And they wrote it like breathlessly how exciting it was that Trump was going to um, try to uh, change the Constitution. Uh, anyhow, just another just another case of access journalism gone gone awry. Um, but you know, got to get the clicks. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, Axios. Uh, the chilling adventures of Axios never seem to end. Mm. I mean, actually, once in a while, Axios does something good. I'm like, you know, I think there's, there's some smart people over there. EOS. Yeah, I think there's some smart people over there. I think that they're just a little bit too cozy with um, uh, people in politics and in in to really serve the to really serve humanity. You should be not cozy with anybody in politics. You should be skeptical and outside their circles. Um, you should be looking at what they do with an extremely critical eye and questioning everything that they do. Um, and, you know, that's what good journalists do. Anyhow, Anyhow let's, talk right, let's, talk about something, let's talk about something less depressing. There's new Macs. There's a new and, iPad. Oh, yeah, fucking cares. I mean, okay, first off, I, I've been looking for my iPad. My iPad is lost. Okay? 
uh, my iPad, I have an iPad Pro I bought last year. I'm like, this is going to be my new computer because Apple's whole thing is like the iPad is a powerful computer. It's like, I have no doubt it's powerful, but a computer, it is not. Uh, and it computes things. Don't get me wrong. The, uh, and I get it. John Gruber, great for. John Gruber is going to be like, well, I'll use it for all my stuff. I don't know what anybody is talking about. That's my computer. It's like, whatever, dude. You don't really compute then because you don't know what a computer it's does. It's really great um, for watching Netflix while you do the dishes. It's really great for watching music videos while you do the elliptical. It's really great it's for like, like a nice big coloring once. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, when people see that pen, when they first try the pen out, they're like, oh, my God. You know, people, same way with the Galaxy Note, by the way. Elias was using my Galaxy Note the other day, and he's like, oh, pretty cool. And it's like, yeah, it's cool. A couple like, times. You don't really need, I mean, the pens, I mean, the pen, I actually get the Galaxy Note pen a little bit more than the iPad pen, only because, like, I don't know, it's like in your pocket. I'm not you drawn on a tiny jam that screen. shit out. I draw on my iPad sometimes, but I'm not. It's not I'm that not, tiny, nah, dude. Sorry, not happening. But what's the point of, I don't understand, I will say, okay, where I have used the pen is on my Surface. You know what's cool about it on the Surface is it's like a computer. And all the stuff I do on my computer is available there. And then if I want to like sketch something really quick for somebody, it's like I can also do that. It's pretty crazy that Apple hasn't found it's, a way to like smush Mac OS and iOS together better for their tablet computer. Well, they, the they can't the they world. can't because it would it would they can't because it would bastardize one line or the other. Now, what they might do, I feel like they're a generation away from basically making like a more multi-windowed version of the iPad. Which is the computer? But like, dude, still, I'm sorry. It's still like you want to download a file from the internet and like put it in a folder somewhere. It's incredibly annoying. And I'm sorry. And, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not using the App Store to do all my apps that I use for the computer. I, you try to edit a podcast using just App Store apps. It's not happening. You're not doing it. You're, you're you you. There's a. I have to sideload so many things and download so many little tweaks, like loop back and stuff in order to get all this audio stuff to work, to do any video editing, to even Photoshop doesn't work great on the iPad. Like at the end of the day, like you just need to give me full control over my own machine and you're not, you don't want to do that. So this is never going to be a computer. It's just, it, 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 it is what it is. It's a giant iPhone, which I have some uses for, but let's not like act like the whole, like the, all those ads that are like, what's a computer? Like a little kid who's like, I've never heard of a computer. I only know iPad. Like, fuck off with that. Nobody's doing yeah. that. You need a computer. Yeah. Uh, but also, listen, there's a reason why um, every professional video editor or producer I know has been switching to a PC. I mean, not even that. You know? If you want to be one of the viral viral okay, like Twitter fine. accounts or like a meme dump Instagram account, you want to make video edits, you want to be that person on YouTube. A anything the kids, the kids, the youngins, the millens, the the Gen Zers want to do, you can't get it accomplished on your phone. In order to get a YouTube video to download to then upload to Twitter, I have to do a save to Dropbox hack through Safari, save a video from YouTube to my Dropbox account, download it through Dropbox in the Photos app, open the Photos app, edit oh the video, God. then yes. post it to Twitter. Yes. Nobody's fucking doing that yes. as their full like experience. Sorry. Dude, I'm I it's it's insane. I mean, it, it's like seriously, like I understand that the Apple wants people to be like, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm using I'm my fucking you know, whatever. Excel on my yeah, iPad. power user. Fuck. It's like, it's just not real, okay? It's not real. It's not, I know there are people who are like, well, I do it. It's like, yeah, okay, but you a are- A psychopath who has a corporate account that can pay for them to use a bunch of apps that cost $3,000. Yeah, you're in the minority. You're, you're in the minority and also like, you probably aren't computing that hard to be, rea to be real. Like, just to be real. Like, I know people who compute real hard, okay? They're not doing it on a fucking iPad. They're grinding I don't care how, those how, chips. 
I don't care how many, I don't care how many uh, uh, fucking, I don't care how much uh, bezel you've reduced around the screen. And by the way, I, the iPad, new iPad Pro looks really nice. Oh, it's a gorgeous piece of well, hardware. The reason I've been looking, the reason I've been looking for my iPad Pro is so I can remind myself of how much I hate it so I don't end up buying the new iPad Pro, okay? Mm-hmm. And I want to know where that fucking thing is. And I don't know where it is. And I think Laura has hit it. That's my theory. She's hit it from me. She doesn't want you. I haven't used it. Here's how insignificant the iPad Pro is to me is that I lost it. They have no idea where it is. Can't remember the last time I used it. You're like, I don't know where. No, straight up. I straight up spent like $1,200 on it with the pen and the fucking keyboard and all that shit. And I'm like, it's somewhere in the house. Yeah. But I don't know where. Yeah. That should tell you everything you need to know about the iPad. Now, I know there are going to be some iPad stands. They're going to be like, well, that's my whole deal. I love the iPad. I can't imagine. I'm never going back. It's like, well, you're a lightweight. Sorry, you are. You're a lightweight. You're not really The the, the main use I have for it is to watch stuff and like as a portable video playing screen. Un, un, unsurpassed perfection that sounds great i just i just wish i could find my ipad more than anything i'm looking around the Don't room right now trying my to figure out if it's in on. here somewhere yeah but it's dead man it's dead and i don't know where it is now there is a mode i think it, it sends like a life a, like a life lock no it sends like a life signal right before it dies but i didn't have it turned on i don't think Whatever, man. It's somewhere in here. Somewhere in there's a stack of Chromebooks and there's an iPad. Well, Lana Del Rey is a big fan of the new iPad. She's going to use it to start some new feuds with mm. Azealia Banks. We're all excited. Kanye West is pissed. He's mm. pivoted out of politics. Lana Del Rey. Lana and Tim Cook, he said, I can't, I can't follow this up. So anyhow, I'm, can we talk for a second about the iPad, sorry, the Mac Pro, event, whatever. They introduced a new MacBook Air and people are like, oh, finally. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's overpriced. Um, if you look at, well, okay. Are you going to sing Born to Die uh, about the lightning connector? I want to talk about – here's what I want to talk about. You ready? Okay. Um, hold on. Somebody did this. Was it The Verge? Hold on. The heard Verge. of it. Heard of the website? Have you heard of it? Um, hold on a second. MacBook. Uh, ooh. MacBook Air. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, this is annoying. Anybody who's buying a MacBook Air and an iPad, though, from this event is – too rich like i want to tax that you only have the money to buy a surface because that's the only thing you should have purchased you idiot you're a sucker uh hold on i'm trying to find i think somebody did a comparison a spec comparison speaking of in the meantime i want this night sight mode that you have on your pixel to take pictures in the dark oh that shit looks good speaking of great pixel camera stuff uh i want it can i ask a real question can i ask a serious question how does Apple, what is Apple's deal? They're like, Face ID is the best. They're like, it's we on the new iPad Pro. They're like, they're like, on the new MacBook Air, fingerprint ID is the best. It's exactly <laughs> what you need. It's like, they're like, we introduced the fingerprints. They're like, we finally brought the fingerprint guys, scanner to the MacBook Air. It's like, guys, you were just telling me about how the Face ID is the thing. By the way, Face ID fucking sucks. Here, let me tell you about what where Face ID is, like one of the worst. It's like, your phone is on your desk. You get a message. You have the face ID function where it doesn't show you the message until you like have face ID engaged. I mean, I know you can turn it off. You know, I'm going to turn it off. Actually, I've decided it's like, it's like, oh, cool. I have to pick up my phone to see what this thing says. Anyhow, where is the, I don't um, do that. I, my notifications oh, just come in regular go. face. ID's too not, uh, it's not reliable. I agree. Face ID blows. Okay. Here we go. MacBook spec comparison. You ready? Okay. MacBook pro, no touch bar. That's a computer. I use same resolution screen, same size. 
the MacBook Air has an eighth gen 1.6 gigahertz dual core Intel uh, Intel Core i5. The MacBook Pro has a 2.3 gigahertz seventh gen 2.3 gigahertz dual core i5. Okay, better graphics. So uh, uh, MacBook Air has UA- Intel UHD graphics 617. Intel has uh, sorry the uh, Pro has Intel Iris Plus graphics 640. Comes in eight gigabyte 16. Starts at 128 gig. 720p FaceTime camera. Okay, 12 hours of battery life on the Air, 10 hours of battery life on the Pro. Here's the weight difference. You ready? Same ports, same number of ports. The weight difference, 2.75 pounds, that's the Air, 3.02 pounds, that's the Pro. And there's a $100 difference in price. Uh, I'm not sure why you would buy the MacBook Air here. Like, a little bit better battery this life. This is the MacBook they should have released I mean, three or four years ago at $200 less the price. For being honest. I'm just like, it's like, so the, it's like, so the graphics chip is worse. The processor is slower. Uh, same ports, about the same weight. Same screen. This is to trick people who are going to college to trick their parents into buying them the air because they're like, it's the budgeter one and you need a Mac for your new school or whatever. This is what they do. You'll get a free pair yeah, of Beats if you buy like, it. What's really sad is they still sell they still sell the MacBook, the twelve inch MacBook, which I like. It's like such a tiny computer, but it sucks. Anyhow, so it's really funny. Like I don't understand. For a hundred dollars more, you get a much better computer with slightly the only less Mac good battery you should life. Buy but- is the new Mac Mini? That's the only Mac on their in their line that is like seems okay for the price. I don't know. Listen, it's fine. If you need a new MacBook, just I guess you know get whichever one you really like. Yeah, go to the store, get a feel you know? for it, decide what feels good to you. But ugh. I'm just saying, I think it's weird if you buy them. If you buy the Air over the Pro, I think it's really weird. Because like for 100 bucks more, you get a faster processor. And uh, it's only a little bit heavier. I love that their new I mean, features. The like they can tra- you can charge your iPhone off of your iPad with USB-C. Great. Wow. Really crushed it, guys. Yeah. Anyhow, whatever. Somebody, I saw a thing today. Somebody was like, um, Johnny Ive and Steve Jobs were the Beatles. And um, Tim Cook... And Johnny Ive are like wings, <laughs> and I think it's and I think it's a really good. I think maybe Chris Mims tweeted it um, in a response to I want to say Mike Murphy from Courts tweeted the thing about how he like Johnny Ive is talking about like why um, talking about like what they did with the new iPad Pro and like basically he's like yeah we we rounded the edges or like we rounded the screen edges or something. And it's like really insignificant. Great job. It's like here, here's what are you gonna do? You know, like what are you gonna do? You built this thing up. You have this company now, you know, you got to be like, you'd be like, check it out. We're the best. We're innovators. I don't know. Listen, I, there are things about, there are things Apple does I really like a lot, you know? Don't get me wrong. I'm not like all anti Apple. People Everything think I own I is Apple, but they didn't upgrade their AirPods and they're three years old. So like, what, what, what are we doing here? I mean, I, I like, I like what, I like what Microsoft has done. And I think their hardware design is actually better than Apple's at this point and more interesting. And I frankly think like something like the Surface Pro is a much more daring and interesting product, even though it's got it's like it's got it's like little bit it's got some issues, but it's still it's closer to like what I envision the future should be for that kind of form factor. Like I've definitely come around to it, and I don't think like just a standard laptop is it, and I don't think what Apple's doing with the with the iPad is it. But um, you know, I do think that that OS ten is a more is it is the most elegant you know, most uh, sort of simple and and consistent desktop or laptop o- operating system that's out there right now. You know, I do. 
Um, and I think most of their changes have been positive, you know, but, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like a strong allegiance to what Apple's doing, you know? I mean, I think most, and most people I know, most people I know, like, especially people who've like seen the people who've seen like my pixel photos are always like, (laughs) like, you know, my impression is they would switch if they, if they could get iMessage. If I could get iMessage and I didn't have to pay a ton of money to replace all my shit, I would have a Chromebook, a windows desktop and a pixel. And that would be that. And I wouldn't really fuck around with Apple anymore. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fuck with a Chromebook. Let me tell you why. Because they're, I just, I just literally need, I just literally need something to type on portably and I can do everything else everywhere else. See, I want something that at least where I have like um, photo editing capabilities. All right, so a Surface, a Pixel, so, call it a day. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's like the, the the laptop itself is inoffensive because everything I do on it is connected to some service that has nothing to do with. Uh, like I, I drop my Apple, Apple Watch and so pick up a, a Google. What is it called? Google Watch. What is it? Google, Google Wear. Google Whatever Wear version of yeah. things is. I don't. I don't know. Um. I don't know. Like. Yeah, I mean, to me, the whole digital watch thing is like, I I can't um, like, I, I like wearing watches. You know, I like watches. So what? Pro- the problem with digital watches is that they are um, not watches, not watches. Well, Apple yeah. released their new watch update five point one or something, and it was supposed to give EKG features. They pulled it, but I had already downloaded the software. So now the software is taking up space on my phone. Uh, my watch won't update because it can't verify. It keeps trying to remind me to update my watch software because it's ready. And when I try, it says it failed. It won't do it. So I've been dealing with this for a few days where everything's bugging me to update. I can't update. It won't do it. I can't delete the update that I downloaded to my iPhone because Apple is like, we'll delete it once you install it. But I can't install it. And I'm caught in this little loop. And Apple's like, we're going to get a fix because they, they pulled it because it was bricking apple watches and i was like this is not um elegant <laughs> this isn't the seamless user experience that i paid 400 dollars for so if you're listening still tim yeah. cook thanks for pulling alex jones from the app store but if you could uh fix my watch <laughs> yeah that was that was a good one that was thank that's you know you gotta give him that although you know it's after you know, a little bit of i mean they didn't fully do it took him a little bit Speaking of yeah. uh, speaking of tech companies, we should yes. talk about uh, Google's uh, company-sanctioned walkout that happened yesterday. Hey, this is good, I, and I want to say something. I think um, they had clear demands. You know, there was a thing in the cut. They were like, "We we started this walkout, and here's our demands," and they were really like clear, clear and level-headed, and made a lot of sense. And I think, As you know, I the cornerstone of any. Googlers. Yeah, the cornerstone of any type of action like that, you know, if you want to, if you want to do a boycott or a walkout or whatever, is you've got to say, well, here's what I want, here's our grievances, and here's what. Yeah, we the want, laziest. Uh, uh, be- on, uh, uh, as uh, I can say this because I'm not officially an employee of the outline, but a sub as a subtweet, the laziest kind of boycott is the kind with no demands for a PR attention. Yeah. <laughs> There's no point. Or 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 outreach or whatever you know it's like it's like you know you should definitely if you have grievances like make them clear you know what are they and what are your demands and what can we fix you know I think when a company you've got you know but anyhow so I thought with the Google walkout it was a very good um, example of like effective sort of group action um, when something doesn't seem right at the place where you work and uh, and so it'll be interesting to see how Google responds I do think like the Andy Rubin story is fucking crazy. I mean, um, on a number on a number of levels, like on, on just one on like how Google handled the whole thing, but also 
on the level of, you know, there's like emails where he's like, oh, I'll own you and I'll loan you out to people, like to women he was having like relationships with, which is like, listen, I'm not judging people if they want to be owned and loaned out. Like, that's fine. That's your thing. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like to put in an email from Andy Rubin and like, I don't know if his wife was like signing off on that shit. Doesn't seem like she was. Uh, It's pretty bad. It's pretty nasty. It's like not a good look, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, again, I don't want to judge people in, in, uh, in those relationships, but I feel like you gotta, it's gotta be above board if at all possible, whatever that would be. And I don't know what that would be. Speaking of, uh, not above board dunks. Do you want to talk about Jacob? Whoa. Jacob. Jacob Do we have to talk about politics again? (laughs) I just want to dunk on him real quick. What a Jacob Wool is like a nobody loser. Yeah, I don't know what I, I don't know what his claim to fame is. He's a he's like a right wing like uh, agitator or something. He's like trying to be like a I don't know. He's his whole thing is like he is trying to expose hypocrisy, but he is the hypocrisy. Yeah, he wants to expose hypocrisy <laughs> by being a huge hypocrite and like putting together fake. Everything he does is like fake and very poorly put together fake. Like he wanted to entrap. Robert Mueller in a sexual assault scandal that he made in Photoshop right. and with like a GoDaddy account or whatever. Like guys, yeah, it's like the 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 a voicemail was like forwarding to his mother's house or something. And he, like when people were he calling gave a him. press conference with like no information and Costco jeans and like oh god, it was really. I think it's safe to say that that all of these alt right people are dum dums. You know, we're starting to. Well, like you, you're the, the con can only go on for so long, you know, like and eventually you're like, oh, wait, these people are actually fucking stupid and their audiences are dupes or like willingly ignorant, willfully rather ignorant um, or uh, pretending, you know, or like just making shit up. And it's like it's like, yeah, the whole thing is kind of a scam. And there's not much to say about it. That guy is a fucking loser. And now everybody knows he's a loser. Now it's clear he's a loser. Uh, and, you know, congratulations on on being a loser. Um, Alec Baldwin punched someone. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. He punched somebody over a, par- a a parking space dispute or something. He's gonna which play, is like, listen, Baldwin's gonna Baldwin, I guess. Teflon you know Baldwin. Nothing ever sticks listen, to him. He'll survive this. I don't want to. I don't want to stereotype, but he's. I got an Irish temper. Yeah, as someone and, with the last uh, name Houlihan, I can confirm. You got an <laughs> Irish temper. Long Island Irish guys. Uh, I know it. I've heard of it. Look, he saw some fucking prick pull into his face, and he fucking uh, he punched him in the face. Remember when you know? he called, that's what you do? He called the paparazzi a faggot, and uh, uh, I was working at Glad at the time, and he called us, and he was like, "I didn't say faggot, I said fathead," as if that's something people say. <laughs> fathead. Yeah, you look stupid fathead. Look at this messy little fathead. This, <laughs> this fucking fathead. She's a real fathead. Uh, this messy bottom fathead. <laughs> I guess I listen. We've all been there. We've all been there. We've all called somebody a fathead in a fit of rage. Um, you know, listen. Here's the thing. I like Alec Baldwin. He's fine, but he needs a little bit more of a filter. You know, I mean, he needs to be a little bit less of a of a of a guy of a guy. He needs to be less and of I, a little pig. <laughs> like yeah. somebody called his daughter. Yep, they called his daughter a little pig. A little piggy. Listen, I'll bet she's I bet she was really annoying to him though, to be honest. Like I'll bet she was really driving him crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine being I mean, every time I've even I even raised my voice to Zelda, I feel like so bad I'm I fucking like feel like I'm gonna kill myself. I'm like, you know. She also is like really she really like um plays it up. I mean, you know, she definitely knows that it I feel bad if I 
yell. She's like, you were yelling. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just want to read like, Pinky Singer's text like, messages. Like, but like, you were being really annoying, man. <laughs> just eat. Just eat dinner. Just eat. It's not that big of a deal. That's our number one problem with Zelda is that she'll just like, we'll like get a plate of food and just like chill in front of it for like four hours. And it's like, you know what? Just, you should just eat it and then we can all go do something fun. <laughs> Very strange. Been there. I've been there though. No, have you? I don't know. It's as like a, a power kid, thing. As a kid, yeah, it was a total power move. You it's were how like, you. It's how you. Yeah, it's how you own your, uh, you know, reality lib. or whatever. How you own the libs that raise you. It's how you own the libs. That's exactly right. We've been talking about. We were talking about um, religion. Actually, we're trying to think thinking about introducing her to to the world of Judaism. You know, we're atheists. She's gonna but, love it. <laughs> but it's not. I was like, she's already seems really feel, to feel guilty about a lot of things. So I feel like it's not gonna be a long walk. It's going to be a uh, werewolf bat mitzvah is what it's going to be. Um, She's already, we've already discussed it. All right. Anything else in the news that we should talk about? Well, before we move on to things we like, I don't know if you liked it or not, but I know you've been playing Red Dead. Do you like Red Dead? Well, I've played 45 minutes of it. I, I, here's the thing. I, I don't know what's going on. It, it's, a big, it's a big game. I don't know. It's fine. I killed some people. You know, I think they had to come in. I don't know if they had to come in or not. Like, uh. But the point is, I, I definitely shot some cowboys. Yeah, it seems good. I'm impressed by the snow effects. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. Like, it, it's a game. I have too many games I haven't finished. I know. Do you like it? Are you playing I, it? I can't afford it. I uh, I spent my budget this week on pre-ordering Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So we'll, when's that? We'll when's circle, that out? We'll circle back around at the holiday discounts. That's out on the seventh or the ninth of December. One of those odd numbered early days in December. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I mean, everybody likes that. I don't know if I'm, that's something that I'm into. You know, I think it's a game you got to play with people, right? You can play it with people. There's an adventure mode. I like Smash Brothers both because I can play online with friends, um, but also I really want a game that is fun and engaging and stuff. But I, I, I need story-driven games. I do, for the most part. I like an open-world story-driven game, like a Red Dead. I, I do really need that in my life. I also yeah, that's need a my game thing. I can play while we're watching uh, like the new julia roberts show on amazon because john only has two days a week where he can watch tv because he works so much so he wants to binge 10 episodes of something i need something i can do during that uh besides cook and eat so i really like a game that i could throw on and like it's good and it's engaging it's not it's more than like luminez uh which i do enjoy but it needs something that i can like play and whatever and that's a perfect that or tennis aces is like a great supplement for that so i ordered that yeah see see i can't um see i can't like I can't like um, it, I can't watch TV and play a video game. I can watch TV and like look at my phone. Yeah, but I think it, watching TV and playing a video game is too mu- is too much. Overload. Like, I just can't. Yeah, it's overload. I like to really focus on the game. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm playing a game, I'm playing a game. My problem is by the end of the day, and I think it's the problem with Red Dead Redemption. By the end of a long day, my uh, ability to play a game it feels like work. Oh yeah, and it's like I'm not gonna be able to do it. This is too much work for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I don't do it, which is the reason why I think you need to play Detroit. Play Detroit. I know, I know, but the problem is, I've got other games I'm trying to play now. We should play Detroit together. Let's. We should stream it. We should. You already played it. You already played I love it. it. I love it. I would oh, I yeah, like, play, like play it on Twitch. Yeah, like, like I you play, play it. You make your decisions. We'll watch and comment. 
That would be fun. My decisions are all going to be really bad. Like, what would a, what <laughs> would a robot do? worst case scenario. Would a robot kill this child? Probably. Sure. Dead kid. I feel like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? Episode all one. right. We should, probably, we should probably wrap up here. Let's get to the things we like. Oh, God. I have to think of something I like. All right. You it's do that. It's been a bad week. It's been a bad week for me liking things. All right. Go ahead. You do yours, and I'm going to then I'll, I'm going to tell you about if I'm trying to think if there's anything I've been liking. I like three things this week. Uh, oh number one is in. You're so positive. Uh, well, I just I keep a note during the week. I do my job. So. <laughs> Uh, I really, really, I watched the Vanderpump Rules, the trailer for the new season of Vanderpump Rules dropped. It is fire emoji, fire emoji. It's incredible. Um, but there's one line in it that I really love. A man says very seriously, Stasi's new boyfriend, Bo, they're in a fight and he very seriously looks her in the eyes and he says, it's like you dick punched my heart. <laughs> and that was just, wow. mwah, mwah. Mm. that'll keep me alive for 48 hours. Um, there was that's the first thing. The second thing I like is Carly Rae Jepsen's new single "Party for One," and it's a company oh, video. It's great, Carly. Stan Carly, so good. Support her. She Carly is it an icon? It's great. It's a it's a masturbation anthem for the ages, and every pop star oh, is needs it? a masturbation it's a, it's about, anthem. It's about jerking off. Oh yeah, it's a party for one. Well, I don't know. Is it sexy or like? Oh, it's very sexy. Is it really? It's a celebratory sexy. The video is pretty sexy. There's an an older woman whipping around a double-ended dildo like it's a lasso. Oh, my God. No, shut up. Really? Are you making this up? Nope. It's a good mood. Holy fuck. I got to check this out. Yeah, it's real good. Um, All right. All right. Party for one. And then my last and final thing, my real recommendation, is my two friends, Bradley Stern and T. Kyle Mack, who are... Icons of pop music and uh, viral Twitter stuff. They're they're some of the people behind basically every meme you've ever heard of. And uh, they do a podcast. They're doing a podcast, uh, like a limited series podcast for the 20th anniversary of Britney Spears' Baby One More Time album. They're co- doing a podcast called It's Britney Bitch, where they recap in every episode a year of her career. And to hear two super fans freak out about something and obsess over extremely small details like when she appeared in a commercial for something or a magazine photo shoot and really break down someone's career, especially a career so um, filled with very interesting, hilarious, uh, wild moments. Uh, It's been great because it takes you down a rabbit hole of like 2001 culture that you forgot about. And uh, it's hyper specific. It is extremely uh uh slang heavy it's full of hot fire memes um it's really funny um they're both great they're both thrilled to be doing it you can tell uh and if you have any any interest in pop music at all even ancillary it's really 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 fun it's a fun thing that they're doing so uh go check that out it's called it's britney bitch it's available everywhere podcasts are available and you know how to get podcasts because you're listening to this so wow that is um that's quite a list I got, really have. I got. I liked some stuff this week. You really have a great list, and uh, I feel like honestly, I feel like I have nothing. You don't like anything. Have I talked about this before? I am. I'm really into tools now. Have I talked about this? <laughs> I'm gonna resist from making a joke. No, you make a joke. No, I feel like you love I've playing with into, tool. You love playing with your tool. You know, I love tinkering with tools. Uh, and uh, anyhow, having a party but, um, for one. Yeah, party for one, just like Carly Rae. But uh, I uh, like the other day on Mass Drop, I bought this set of like I'm just opening it up right now. I bought this set of like 72 like little like tools, electronics tools. So now I have all the tools that like you know you need if you're going to do it like an iFixit move. But um, I've been I've been I've had my eye on this Victorinox 
Swiss Tool, which is like uh, the company that makes um, the Swiss Army knife, mm-hmm. uh, or Knox. I'm not really sure how you pronounce it. I th- I've always pronounced it Victorinox, but I guess it's might be Victorinox. Victorinox. It doesn't matter. Victor, At any Victoria. rate, yeah. Um, so I'm. I have a, like I have a mul- I have a Leatherman multi tool, and I have two little Leatherman multi tools that I have on on two different keychains. One for my uh. Well, it doesn't matter what they're for, but like two different keychains with two different these like mini multi tools. And I've had my eye on this one called the Swiss Tool X, which is supposed to be like the Rolls Royce of multi tools. Do you know what a multi tool is, by the way? Mm-hmm. It's like the tool with all the little tools on it. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, they're fucking cool. And uh, it went. It, Mastrop had a. I'm not. And I'm not trying to you know stand Mastrop or whatever. But they had a really good deal. Like there's been selling on on Amazon. The Amazon price was like 115 bucks or 116 bucks, and they were selling on. Uh, let me see what I paid. Actually, they were selling it on Mass Drop for a really good price. Hold on, I'm looking right now. I buy so much shit on Mass Drop; it's fucked up. I mean, they really got me. Eighty nine ninety nine. So very good, very affordable price for this thing. Anyhow, so I ordered that, and I'm excited to get it. And I do. I will say, I find I use my Leatherman all the time. Like we were carving pumpkins, and I was using it to help with you know Zelda and, and Laura and I were carving pumpkins. I used it there a little bit. I fix things around the house with it all the time. Anyhow, so like uh, I bought this craftsman tool set, this mechanics tool set a few years ago, which is like 190 pieces of like in like basically lifetime warranty tools that you can use for a million different things. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is my – like I don't want to be like uh, fucking Tim the tool man or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I've, I, I, like, I like having – I mean the difference that the right tool can make in doing something is monumental. And I like having the right tool handy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this is, are you, you like, refraining? You like a party for one. I like to have the right tool in hand. You know what I mean? When I need to really work Speaking out a problem. Zelda and Halloween, I did notice that Zelda yeah, wow. wore the same costume this year. Yeah, so Zelda was a witch. I actually was, was also, I also we went to extremely similar costumes. I went to her parade as a witch. Hold on, I have a picture I'm going to show you. Oh, please do. Right now. I'm going to hold on. I'm trying to think of how I can share this with you. Uh, Laura and I went to her. I mean, this is so, this is such an amazing, hold on a second. I want to, wait, what is the right? We went to her Halloween parade. <laughs> oh, look at these little witches. Uh, yeah, Laura was wearing the hat, but she took it off in this picture. Hail but Satan. it's a pretty good picture. Pretty yeah. good picture. I feel like I look pretty good in this picture. Anyhow, I, I I got a horror robe. I couldn't get the whole full witch outfit. I wanted to have long blonde hair. And yeah, what I was saying before about appreciating get on my Halloween. Level. Here's a great here's a great example of how we appreciated Halloween. Yeah, so Zelda was a witch, and then we dress up as witches for her. Um, what do you call it? Her Halloween parade. parade. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't dress up later on, which I sort of regret, honestly. Anyhow, all right. I think that's it. That's all I got. Everybody, go yeah, eat we, your expired or discounted Halloween candy. And uh, ooh, candy, candy sounds really good. I think I'm gonna have some candy right now. I've been eating. I've been eating a lot of candy. We bought candy for my birthday, and and now I've been eating candy like every day. And I, it's definitely bad for my body. And I, I gotta stop. What isn't? I know. Tell me about it. Well, all right. Let's, Ryan. It's been another uh, another uh, great show. We've we've go vote. We've talked about every. Yeah, please vote. Well, oh. Oh, we won't have another show. Well, that's true. We won't have another show before the midterms. So all I can say now is this is it. We're in the home stretch. Please fucking vote. Please tell all of your oh, friends you to vote. Dummies, just vote. Just get out there. Get out there and do 
the thing. Invite your friends you know? over for whatever uh, things that they're interested in. Be like, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a painting party or an orgy or play a game together or whatever you guys all do together, and then trick them and 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 trick them into going to the polls. <laughs> you have the power. You guys have the power to change the future. Don't you want to do that? Don't you want to? Vote. Anyway, go vote. Get out there. All you have to do is go to your local polling place and just do... Just check all the blue things. Just Check all the Dems. Just, do, just vote down, party down the ticket. Dem, Democrat, the Democrats. You may not love all of them, okay? You may not love... You may, you may feel like, oh, they're not socialist enough for me. But you know what? It's fucking better than the alternative, guys. Just consider the alternative. Really think about it. I know you like Chapo Trap House. Okay. I know you think those guys are really you guys smart. love Red Scare and Come Town, but just come on and yeah. vote, you motherfucker. Get it. We we know they're funny and they're saying all the stuff you like to hear, but guess what? Reality is that uh reality is not perfect and you're not gonna get your perfect, precious fucking socialist candidate. I wish we all had the, the best candidates, but we're not getting them. But you know what? We can get some of the good ones, some of the decent ones, and you know, some of the okay ones and some of the ones that you hate, but like, you know, you hold your nose and vote for them anyhow, because the alternative is Mitch fucking McConnell. Okay, and he is way worse than any Democrat, except for the guy from West Virginia. What's his name? No, I have no clue. Fuck that guy to hell. Okay, that's my final. So get out, vote, and by the time we talk to you next week, we better have some serious if fucking changes. If there isn't changes. a blue wave, I will hold this listenership personally responsible. I agree. I agree. If there's not a blue wave, it's to blame. Oh, the tomorrow audience is to blame. Period. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though. Uh, I think your family just took Alec Baldwin's parking space, so they're fucking dead. <laughs>